Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Your host has one sister and one brother, and neither of them have any idea that she's mom and dad's favorite. I actually just put that in there as like a little test. I want to see if my brother and my sister actually are listeners of The Shaleen Show. This is a test. So don't you dare blow it by tipping them off, tipping one of them off and telling them, hey, your sister just put a little test in one of her podcasts. Don't you dare. I will find you. I will hunt you down and I will cut you. I will cut you because I'm going to find out if Janelle or Bill happen to listen to the show on a regular basis. Why would I care? Well, because then I can just like tell my own version of these stories. You know what I'm saying? Like I always wonder what comedians feel like if their family members sit in the audience. Like, do they change their stories? I digress. Today, I get to introduce you to someone who has been so instrumental in, in my wellness, in the wellness of my children, the people who are important to me. Most of the football players who play for my husband's high school football team, we send them to Dr. Garcia. People who are athletes that we know, um, a- anyone basically who, who tells me, hey, I'm experiencing this weird thing, or I think I might need knee surgery, or my back's been hurting, I've got this chronic foot pain. No matter what it is, if it relates in some way, shape, or form to muscles, we send everyone we care about to our good friend, Dr. Paul Garcia. He's just one of those amazing doctors who is fascinated by the body. He doesn't want to see you 18 times to rack up his billable hours. He wants to solve the mystery. He wants to figure out Why are you experiencing this pain here? Because it so often stems not from where the symptom lies. Today, we're going to talk about something that's become epidemic in our society, chronic fatigue, specifically adrenal fatigue. And Dr. Garcia has the credentials to back up his expertise. He's a licensed and board certified doctor of chiropractic care. He received his bachelor's degree in kinesiology from the University of Colorado, then completed an additional four years post-grad education at Los Angeles College of Chiropractic, where he was honored with the distinction of magna cum laude. Like, I don't even know how to pronounce that. It's such a smart person thing that I never needed to learn how to pronounce it until today. He was also a competitive athlete, and he found that he was you know, having injuries and not being able to perform to his fullest potential. And that's where he kind of fell in love with this approach to taking care of the body and wellness that is applied kinesiology. Now, if you've never been to someone who practices applied kinesiology and you're an athlete, if you're one of those people who's like, yeah, I, I, I know that I'm supposed to take a couple weeks off, but I just am not interested in it and I don't want to take a pill and I don't want to have to wear a cast for four weeks. I would rather figure out why this is happening. I encourage you to explore applied kinesiology. He's amazing. This guy is so gifted. It's ridiculous. I I can't even say enough amazing things about him. He's helped so many people I know avoid surgery and more importantly, like answer the mystery. I have friends who've gone to him because I've urged them to and they're like, Shaleen, I'll, I'll do it just because you're insisting upon it. But I've had this pull in my hamstring or I've had this weird thing happening in my elbow for years. And lo and behold, they meet with Dr. Garcia and after an appointment or two, they figure out it's it's really not related to where the symptom is. Nine times out of 10, it's related to our nutrition. Anyways, let's talk about adrenal fatigue. 
Dr. Paul Garcia. Are you there? Hey, Shalene. I'm here. Awesome. I'm so excited to share your great wealth of knowledge with people today. I know I've learned so much from you and and so many of the things that I used to come into your office just thinking that it was like an exercise-related issue. I've just learned so much about the body and how to train because of your knowledge. And today, I specifically wanted to talk to you about adrenal fatigue and, and how it's just become epidemic. Perfect. So tell me, what are you seeing? Like you're on the street, you're, you're, I'm sending you my students and I know you see a lot of athletes, but generally speaking, why, why do you believe this has just become epidemic? Well, I think it, you know, we, we have to look at our lifestyle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that the best way to think about, we're going to talk about the adrenal glands, right? Mm-hmm. And the adrenal glands are, they're kind of like a reservoir. You, so you have this, this organ reserve or you have this, this, this energy reserve. Okay. You know, think about about it like a bank account. Okay. You know, and if if you dr- withdraw too much without replenishing the funds, eventually it's going to go bankrupt. And you know, I think our lifestyle right now, you know, constantly on the go, eating processed, refined foods, you know, living on energy drinks and and caffeine to to wake up in the morning and glass of wine to to wind down at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you know not sleeping as as much as we should yeah and just not taking the time to pause uh you know it's kind of like that describes the lifestyle of most of us or most of the patients that i see and over time yeah that depletes the, your adrenal reserve okay so let's let's back up and talk about what is adrenal fatigue and and how do you know if maybe that's what you're suffering from well adrenal fatigue you have these these adrenal glands that their their main job is to help your body to deal with a stressful situation. So, you know, it's kind of like the the bear pops out and you need to you need the energy to fight or to flee. Right? So it's that fight or flight response. If that fight or flight response continues to happen day after day, you know, if you go to bed thinking about the bear and if you wake up in the morning knowing that the bear is going to be there, uh, you're constantly running, constantly in that state of fight or flight, eventually what happens is those adrenal glands will will literally they'll they'll burn out. And, you know, there's some important hormones that those adrenal glands make. And if there's imbalances in those hormones, it'll lead to, you know, a lot of different symptoms that, that people might not think are uh, related to the adrenal glands. They might associate it with some other condition or some other injury or, you know, some other problem. Okay, so give us a few examples of those. So probably one of the most common things that we see with the technique that I use, which is applied kinesiology, mm-hmm. there's a muscle organ connection. Mm-hmm. Certain muscles are connected or tied neurologically to certain organs. And so muscles that relate to the adrenal glands are the foot muscles, the muscles that support the arch of the foot, <laughs> the lower legs, uh, and the knees. You know, a lot of like plantar fasciitis, uh, a lot of shin splints, a lot of heel pain and toe pain. You know, those those conditions are very, very commonly related to adrenal uh, fatigue. This episode is going to be such an eye opener for so many people. They're going to be like, whoa, <laughs> this is me. I know like before we got on the call, I was thinking that you should share some of the examples of patients you treated. And then I thought, oh, gosh, most of them are going to be about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, that that's how I've learned about how how important all of these things are is because I didn't realize the symptoms I was experiencing were very much the result of adrenal fatigue. I just think there's this mentality and it really came about the time when I made that shift to smart success because there's this mentality that like, if you can do it, 
well, then you should do it. And, you know, if there's more hours in the day, well, then fill them and you can sleep when you're dead. You know, like that was my mentality. Right. And, and you know, I think people we've been taught from day one really to not listen to our body and not really understand what those symptoms mean. We're just, you know, oh, just, you know, take a, you know, taking a leave or take an Advil or, you know, just do mm-hmm. something to kind of like cover up the pain so you can keep going. Yeah, or you just kind of like chalk it up, like you know, I'm just I'm getting old, or I or I right. I didn't I didn't train well, or you know, I'll catch up on my sleep this weekend, and certainly this foot pain that I'm having can't have anything to do with the fact that I'm stressed out. It must be because I'm running on old shoes, so I know I'm super busy, but now I'm going to run to the store and buy another pair of shoes, and you just keep like going and going and going, you know? Exactly. Now, is this? more typical in men or women or predominantly in a particular um, demographic of of age range? I mean, it's really across the board. Um, You know, we see it, it, you know, not too much in kids and teenagers, Mm. um, but, you know, really starting mid-20s and then it gets more pronounced, you know, in in maybe the mid-40s and then really kind of, uh, especially with with, uh, women around menopause, that's Mm -hmm. when you know, that's when really things can really start to, to show themselves. Do you also think that there's been an increase in this adrenal fatigue because of the popularity of energy drinks? Uh, I think so, for sure. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, caffeine uh, is, it's kind of one of those things, we call it like a high interest loan. If you're, <laughs> if you're thinking about that, that bank account, yeah. like it gives you that short term boost, but you're going to pay for it later. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about some of the symptoms, and I think almost everyone can go check, 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 check. And how can you be sure that, okay, this is what I'm suffering from, adrenal fatigue, do you need to go in and have a test done? Well, you can. I mean, there's different, there, there's signs and symptoms that we can talk about. And, you know, if you have several of these symptoms, then, you know, it's, it's likely that you might have adrenal fatigue. There are certain tests that you can do. Um, they're more functional tests or mm-hmm. it's a salivary hormone test that measures the output of the, the, those adrenal hormones throughout mm. the day. You know, or you can see, a, you know, a healthcare practitioner who's trained to, to look for and to, to treat adrenal fatigue. But it's one of those things, I assume, um, that, you know, if you're going check, 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 yes, I'm... I'm under this constant state of stress. I'm not sleeping enough. I'm running on empty just because I can. And I keep telling myself in my head, suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) And, you know, go a little harder. And, you know, you're under all this chronic stress and you're experiencing some of the factors you've described. I mean, it just sounds to me like even if, I mean, why do you need confirmation? Let's just, let's just, let's just adopt some better habits. Exactly. And and that's a great place to start because, you know, it, it, it can't hurt just to, to replenish or to kind of do a, an adrenal reboot. All right. So let's talk to people about something that's really motivating, which is body fat. How does the adrenal system affect our body fat or cortisol? You know, it does in many different ways. Okay. Because, you know, I think a lot of people, I'm not sure everybody listening, but a lot of people out there have heard of cortisol, mm-hmm. right? Cortisol is the main stress hormone. And, you know, hormonally, what happens when you have elevated cortisol, uh, which is the, the, you know, typical adrenal pattern, Mm -hmm. it does a couple of things. The first thing that it does is it increases your insulin production. Okay. And insulin is a fat storer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, that's number one, just, just, you know, that, that uh, factor right there makes you more likely to be insulin resistant and, you know, pre-diabetic and eventually diabetic um, as well. 
The, the second thing that happens with high cortisol is it, it actually suppresses your thyroid function. Mm. Your thyroid is your metabolism. You know, that, that increases right. your metabolism and, and keeps you lean and mean. Um, and when you have high cortisol, it, it you know, completely suppresses your, your thyroid function. Now, I've heard people talk about, um, when, especially when I started getting really interested in figuring out how to, you know, change some of my habits to eliminate this. I, you know, I would read about like how adrenal fatigue or adrenal burnout could create really high levels of cortisol and really low levels. And that was confusing to me. It, it's kind of like a pendulum and, and there's different phases. Okay. So, you know, the first phase is, you know, the, the, our bodies are pretty cool. They, we can adapt pretty well. Yeah. So when we're, when we're in that adaptation phase, when we're in the beginning phase of, of stress, what will happen is initially the, the cortisol levels will elevate. Okay. And that's the body's attempt to, um, to try to normalize, to try to power through, to try to keep going, to try to keep you in, in you know, safe and, and survival mode. Okay. But then eventually they, they can't keep going that way forever. Mm-hmm. In, in the office, we'll um, use the analogy of the racehorse. Mm-hmm. You know, you can whip it. And it'll run faster and it'll run a little bit further. But if you continue to whip it and continue to, to, you know, push it, eventually it's just going to, it's going to drop. It's going to either buck off or just, you know, drop from exhaustion. So when you start getting low cortisol, that's kind of a late stage um, adrenal burnout. Wow. You know, I just know personally that it was changing so many different habits for me that I had assumed weren't that big of a deal. But then putting them all together, I realized what an effect it was having on my body. So can you permanently damage your adrenals and can you restore them? You can restore them for sure. You know, I don't think you can necessarily permanently uh, damage them. But what happens is that when you have when you're less resistant, Mm -hmm. when your adrenals are fatigued, your body's not going to recover after injury as as quickly as it should. It's not going right. to recover after uh, an illness or an infection as quick as it should. You're going to be more likely to have, um, you know, imbalances in the immune system and maybe even develop an, an autoimmune condition. Mm. Oh, you know, wow. So potentially it can lead to, to, you know, some pretty serious uh, consequences, you know, but if you address them properly, you know, we see people that, you know, that respond wonderfully. And, and can overcome a lot of those things. So do you have some tips for people who are, which I'm sure is almost everyone raising their hand right now going, yes, I have these symptoms. Um, I'm feeling these things. And I'd like to just embark on a journey of eliminating, kind of reversing it and going back to a healthy state. What are some of your best tips for people? The number one thing that I see that makes the biggest difference mm-hmm. is good quality sleep. Okay. Okay. You know, that's one of the, the main or the uh, like a good indication that you have high cortisol levels is if you're, you know, if you're tired and fatigued, but at night your brain just starts going and, mm. and you can't sleep. We call mm. it like the tired but wired pattern. <laughs> you know, you got to go to sleep. You know, you got to get up in a few hours, but you know, the mind just won't, won't calm down. You know, so when you're sleeping, that's really when your, your adrenal glands are recharging and you know, when that bank account is, is growing, you know, so really putting a, um, some value on getting good quality sleep, I think is number one. So what you're saying is it's not just being in your bed for eight hours, it's actually sleeping while you're in your bed. It is, it's sleeping. And how many hours do we really need? And is it different based on individuals? It, it's seven to eight hours. Okay. People will say that, oh, I, I only need six, you know, mm-hmm. I only need six for, 
how long, but, you know, physiologically, that's having an effect on their bodies. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I really stress this, the seven to eight. I was listening to an interview on another podcast the other day, and uh, it was a female writer, and, and uh, I think it was, um, oh, Tim Ferriss, and he asked her, how many hours a night do you sleep? She said, oh, no, he said, what time do you go to bed? She said, um, it doesn't matter what time I go to bed, but I will wake up eight hours after I went to sleep. And I thought for a second, well, there's someone who does not have children. (laughs) (laughs) It would be so awesome to be able to just go, okay, I have accidentally stayed up until midnight. I will now wake up at 8 a.m. But for most of us, we you know, get running around and we want to go to sleep and we realize, oh no, the kid's uniform isn't ready for tomorrow or I forgot to fill in the blank. And then we don't have a chance to say, well, I'll just adjust my wake up time by an hour. We just can't do that. Yeah. It boils down to making sleep a priority. Yeah, it does. What's your next tip? Uh, number two, I think, is doing the right type of exercise. Okay. So, you know, exercise does help to you know, to decrease stress and it will help to improve adrenal function, but it can also elevate cortisol levels. Mm. Yeah. So running is, has been shown to elevate cortisol levels. Whoa. Uh, and, you know, so people think that going out for, you know, a 30 minute to 45 minute run every day is something beneficial. Um, and, you know, I think emotionally it's beneficial. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's good for, um, you know, you know, your happy hormones fights depression and, and it, it does some good things. But if you look at physiologically, it actually can elevate cortisol levels. If you do have adrenal fatigue or if you do have any of those symptoms, I would recommend more doing some low intensity, um, some yoga, you know, about HIT, high intensity interval mm-hmm. training, which is short bursts uh, of intense exercise, but not over a long period of time. Interesting. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm a runner. I don't run all the time, but I like to mix it up and run maybe once, twice a week uh, max. And I, I will typically run, I don't know the length of time. It's, I run very, very slow. But I usually will run like anywhere from 45 minutes, maybe 50, 60 minutes if I'm with someone. And are you saying just casual running might actually increase cortisol levels? Well, it, ha- it has. It's been shown mm. like over three miles will elevate cortisol levels. Whoa, okay, but, but that's, that's crazy. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. Because some stress is good. Cortisol is, is, you know, we need to have some cortisol, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, we and we have spikes throughout the day. We have, um, you know, highs and lows and it follows this diurnal pattern. Mm -hmm. But it's just, you know, you have to look at your overall health and well-being. And if you're feeling great and if you're, you know, vitalized and and energized by the run and, um, you know, you're not having any aches and pains and any of those adrenal fatigue symptoms, Mm -hmm. it's going to be fine. Okay. So it's it's really not a one size fits all, but if you are experiencing all of these things and you're running six days a week and, 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 it's just something to consider. To consider, exactly. Love it. What's your next tip for us? So hitting the pause button. Okay. So many of us are just running around like from task to task. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never take a break. We never really even kind of pause for a little bit. And some people like meditation or, or yoga or, or mindfulness or, you know, whatever you like to call it. It's just mm-hmm. really, really important to take the time, you know, I, you know, usually recommend 10 to 15 minutes a day and just get in tune with your body, you know, with mm. your breathing patterns, with, you know, how your body's feeling and, and just getting in tune and in touch. Could exercise be considered hitting the pause button? Because there are just times for me when 
speaking of doing a slow run, again, I'm a really slow runner. For me, that feels like meditation. I know I'm going to get so many emails and people saying, I'll teach you how to meditate. I'm just not good at meditating. I I don't enjoy it. I love, I pray in the morning. And And, and prayer is a great, great pause too. I I consider prayer one of the best forms of meditation. Oh, that makes me happy. Yay. But would a low stress form of of exercise could that also be considered pause if it helps you to feel restored and reconnected? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think you're right. I think it definitely can. Awesome. I think Pio would be another really good one. I don't know that I would necessarily consider it when I'm teaching a live class a pause, it's, <laughs> you know, because you got have all these people around you and there's like noise and and yeah. bright lights. So I'm not I'm not cons- saying that all exercise counts as a pause, but I think there are probably those people listening who are like. When I do, when I practice yoga or when I am able to run with my headphones on or just get away and, and get in touch with my body, that that's, that really is restorative. Yeah. And if, if you feel that and if, if it does restore you and, and, and energize you, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's, that's Yay. perfect. Awesome. Do you have additional tips for us? Um, yep. We got to look at diet, of course. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, the adrenal glands need specific nutrients in order to make their hormones. Um, and, you know, if you're following the standard American diet, you know, eating a lot of white stuff, a lot of refined processed foods, those are, you know, lacking a lot of the essential vitamins and minerals that your body's going to need to make, you know, healthy hormones. Mm. So, you know, really eating a whole food diet is, is critical. Um, also, I think looking at uh, seeing if you have any undetected food allergies. Mm. That's a huge thing that we see. Um, you know, in the office where people might not think that they're under that much stress. Um, you know, their their job's good, their relationships are good. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't classify themselves as being overly stressed, but their adrenal um, glands still show up. And it's a lot of times because they either have like an undetected infection that their body perceives as a stress or a, a undiagnosed food allergy or food sensitivity that's causing a, a cortisol spike every time that they eat that, mm. that specific food. Yeah, it was um, during the time that I was filming uh, Shaleen Extreme that I was really like faced with the fact that I was in this complete state of adrenal fatigue and you had me take dairy out of my diet and and just because it was creating so many just like chronic stressors on my um, intestinal system and I, I was like, I don't have that much dairy. I mean, just maybe a little bit of cottage cheese, a little bit. And then I started adding it up. I'm like, whoa, actually that, oh yeah, that's dairy too. Oh, that's dairy too. And I didn't want to take it out of my diet. And now I can't imagine putting it back in only because I don't have stomach aches. I don't have like just weird aches and pains in my body that I thought were, you know, an itis of some sort. Yeah. So how does somebody know if in fact they are insensitive and what food is causing that insensitivity? Well, you know, it, the, the, the best way to do it is what we call an elimination diet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that just incorporates uh, or involves eliminating most of the common offenders, okay. which are, you know, dairy and wheat or gluten, soy, corn, eggs, and, uh, and peanuts. I think those are, you know, probably 90% of, of the food allergies that we see. Um, there's other ones, obviously, but think if you start by eliminating those six for a period of 30 days mm-hmm. and then just kind of doing a, a checklist, an internal checklist of how your body's feeling and then reintroduce them mm-hmm. and let your body 
can tell you. Um, mm. Because when you have that clean slate, um, it's amazing. You know, yeah. all these things that, again, that you thought were related to something else, now all of a sudden they're gone. And then when you start reintroducing those certain foods, um, those symptoms come back. Yeah. Eggs. Do egg whites fall into that category? They can. Um, mm. it, and, and it's more that actually the, the egg white, because of the protein content, mm-hmm. people react to more than the egg yolk. Wow. Good you know? to know. But again, it's, eggs are a great healthy food that we try to get people eating lots of. But yeah. you have to just make sure that, that you're not sensitive to them. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, I've been having like just this last couple of weeks, I must have introduced something into my diet because I just have been feeling a little like a stomach ache midday every day for the last week. And no, I'm not pregnant, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> but I just feel like it must be something new in my diet. So I'm, I'm just going to put it out there so that I'm making a public promise and keeping myself accountable that I'm going to go back to keeping a really accurate food log and figure out what's new and then eliminate it because I know that's what you would tell me to do. Awesome. Now, um, I know you've got feelings about coffee and stimulants. How does that affect our adrenals? Caffeine is a, it's an adrenal stimulant. Mm-hmm. So caffeine actually is, it, it's a, what's called a glucocorticoid, which is just a, a fancy name for it. It's something that, that's a hormone that increases uh, our blood sugar. Can you teach me how to say that? Gluco- <laughs> say it again. It's called, it's called a glucocorticoid, which Corticoid. is a, a corticoid is just a hormone or a steroid. Could you go into Starbucks and say, yes, I'll have a glucocorticoid, please? <laughs> You're good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they might awesome. look at you funny, but. They're going to think I'm super smart. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so basically uh, what, what glucocorticoids do is they increase your, uh, your glucose, your blood glucose levels. So they give you that alertness or that awakeness yes. if you need to, to, to fight or to flee. And mm-hmm. caffeine does. Um, cortisol is also a glucocorticoid. Mm. Okay. So, you know, it kind of goes back to that, that, um, that racehorse theory. It, you know, if you're having a hard time getting up in the morning and you need your morning cup of coffee to, to get going, it's a whip. It's, it's, you know, a little kick in the butt to, to get your day started. And it's not the worst thing in the world, but if your body becomes dependent on it. It's a, like a little mini high. It's a little like jolt that, you know, and some people I think start off as um, it's a morning habit and it's not that they're addicted to their coffee, but it becomes habitual and then it creeps into, you know, later in the day and having. So is there a certain amount of coffee? I think it goes back to monitoring your symptoms. You know, I okay. say if you if you don't have your cup of coffee and you get like a raging headache and mm. your spouse hates you and can't get <laughs> along with anybody, then you should probably think about cutting back a little bit. Mm. Okay? But if you, um, you know, if you skip a cup of coffee and you can go two to three days without it and you don't notice anything and, and um, you know, then, you know, I, I'm kind of a weekend coffee drinker. Mm. So I'll have it, you know, Saturday, Sunday, if I'd start doing it um, every day during the week. Uh, I, I start to notice it's a fact. Wow. And other than coffee, because that's kind of an obvious one, what other stimulants should we avoid? Uh, well, sugar is a stimulant as well. So, you know, if you're looking at an adrenal diet, what you want to look at is you want to look at caffeine. You want to look, look at um, alcohol. Alcohol does raise cortisol levels as well. And then you want to look at sugar. I, I'd say those are the big three. Um, obviously, energy drinks and anything else with caffeine in it falls in that category as well. Now, when I think of the word stimulant, I think of, yeah, energy drinks and rock stars and Red Bulls and coffee and 
and, uh, you know, all those caffeinated drinks. But when I think of stimulants, I also think of like uh, loud music and bright lights. Does that affect our adrenals? It, you know, I think it depends on how your body responds to it. Mm. You know, um, you know, because stress is kind of a weird thing, right? Like what might be stressful to me might not be stressful to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we use the analogy, the difference between James Bond and, and Nervous Nelly. Yeah. You know, they're going to respond completely different. So it's, okay. I think it's just trying to find what, what your triggers are. Interesting. And and part of my, you know, kind of trying to restore my adrenals and, and get to this really healthy state, not just from a, a physical and nutritional standpoint, but just my habits and the balance, I realized that I suddenly was very aware of how bright or light a room was. And then I felt more relaxed. And I had I had a contractor come in and put dimmers on every single light, every single light in our home, because I just found that if I could dim the lights a little bit, not only did I look much younger, <laughs> but I also felt like I felt calmer. And then, you know, you think about when you walk into a, a spa or to go have a massage that the lights are dimmer, the music is softer, and that tends to make us feel more relaxed. Yeah, you know, and again, I think like for me, I, you know, I love just getting outside and I love, I mm. love, you know, the, the sun and the bright lights and that kind of energizes me. Interesting. And, you know, so again, I think it's individuality. That's cool. It's like just figuring out, okay, how does this make you feel and being aware of it and, and creating an environment that helps you to feel your best and not to feel overwhelmed and stressed. These are great these are wonderful tips. I know that people are going to want to learn more about about you, Dr. Paul, and what it is um, that you're sharing with people. So where would you suggest that people can get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing? Well, there's two places. First of all, we have a, a, a blog mm -hmm. where we share some, some information about health and uh, diet and um, recipes and ways to keep your family healthy. And we call it Our Healthy Tribe. Is that O-U-R, so, Our Healthy? Yeah. Okay. OurHealthyTribe.com. And um, if you want to learn more about like specifically the practice, yeah. then you can go to Dr-Pablo.com. Dr-Pablo.com. Yeah, dr-pablo.com. I love it. Well, this has been a great conversation. I know a lot of people are sitting listening to this right now and realizing that perhaps some of the knee, ankle, foot injuries, chronic pain, um, swelling, fatigue might be indeed a reflection of what's happening in your adrenal system. So thank you for enlightening our audience. Paul, it's been wonderful to have you. Thank you, Shalane. Well, I told you, I told you that was going to be a really interesting interview. I bet you were sitting there listening and thinking, wow, I wonder if I'm suffering from some adrenal fatigue. I just did a little random poll of some of my friends via text right after I did this interview. And every single one of them are like, yes, 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 to all of those symptoms. So it's pretty epidemic, but I'm a walking testament to the fact that you can reverse it. I never drink energy drinks anymore. I have a little bit of coffee in the morning. It's a habit. It's something Brett and I do in the mornings together, but I had to eliminate so many of those things from my diet and get control of my sleep patterns and and learn to take things off of my plate, learn to identify what things were overwhelming and stressful and, and how to change not just my nutrition, but my approach to self-care. It's worth giving it a shot, people. I'm telling you, you might think to yourself, I don't understand how this could possibly have anything to do with the pain I'm feeling in my heel or the fact that my knees are hurting. 
or that I'm having this chronic swelling in my hands. What do you have to lose? Give it a shot. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. If there was something interesting you found in this program that you you want to let me know that you were listening and it was you know, really interesting or insightful, don't forget to tweet me. It's at Shalene Johnson. Oh, and by the way, thank you so much for the reviews you've been leaving me on iTunes. It's huge. As you may or may not know, my other show, Build Your Tribe, is soon going to be rolled into The Shalene Show. You'll now find Build Your Tribe episodes on Tuesdays. Why would you want to listen on Tuesday? You need to listen on Tuesday. If you have even a 1% inkling that someday you might want to start your own thing. Someday you might want to act on that dream, that idea, that thing you've been kicking around in your head. If that's you, you'll need to listen to Build Your Tribe on Tuesdays, which you'll soon find here on The Shaleen Show. Until we have a chance to spend some time together again, I just want you to know I love you for listening.